This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. After the Jets, just uh, unbelievably tough to take loss to the Lions today uh, and a lot to really unpack in this game because there's a lot to discuss as they get ready um, now at 7-7 seven and seven to play Thursday night, short work week with some key guys banged up against the Jaguar team that's going to be flying high. Lawrence is playing like a superstar like we always knew he would. Um They beat the Cowboys in overtime on a tipped interception that was returned for a touchdown, but they came from way back to do it. They're six and eight and thinking they maybe be able to, you know, run the table and get into the playoffs. So, I mean, they are a young team with a great young quarterback building something very, very good, something that looks very, very special. And the Jets are in. A state of puzzlement here at 7-7. Seven and seven. This was a weird game on a lot of levels. Also, when you take apart Wilson's stats, they don't look terrible at face value, but when you look at his game, it was miserable. I mean, it was just a miserable game, which we'll get to. Okay, two things really set this game up. Clearly, the Jets didn't have pass rush without their star lineman. They did not have a pass rush for the most of the game. Number two, they couldn't run the ball at all. And the Jets lose when they don't run the ball. And they haven't run and they couldn't run the ball at all. But it looked like they were gonna, despite all that, pull the game out. And to me, I'm gonna tell you right now, if Campbell doesn't make a ridiculously bad decision and go for that field goal which to me made absolutely, this is a first guess, no sense. 54 yards in that stadium at this time of year. Number two, it only puts you up six points. Number three, if you punt him into the, and and pin him, you've held him down there all day. They're not going to come the length of the field and score. Instead, you leave him the ball on the 44-yard line. If you missed that field goal, I couldn't believe he went for that field goal. I couldn't believe it. That was one of the worst. He's had a good year coaching that team, and he's got that team playing great now in the city alive. And, you know, now they're 7-7, seven and seven, and that win dealt the Giants a real severe blow as far as the playoffs go. Because they can run the table now, the Lions, if you look at their schedule. But there's no way you go for that field goal. There was a terrible decision. The Jets get the lead. And then the Jets make a bad decision. Why did the Jets make a bad decision? Let me say first that the Jet defense did a hell of a job today. Hadn't given up a touchdown all day. Missing 
there at worst second best player on defense or third. You know, to be, we can fight about the three guys, but the bottom line is they're missing a key guy, and they're missing two guys on defense. They don't give up a defensive touchdown. All they give up is a terrible punt for a return for a touchdown. They don't give up a defensive touchdown. Why would you think you don't have some protection on that fourth and short? That play, you don't need that play. Yes, you win the game if you stop them, but you don't have to stop them there. They still need a touchdown. You're not getting beat by a field goal. The game wasn't on the line on that fourth and short. What you can have happen there, you can give them a first down there. You can't give them a touchdown there. So it was just a terrible decision defensively and an incredible breakdown defensively from a defense that just played its rear end off all day. So you don't want to get on the defense, but let's be honest. The Jets are a defensive team. You're a defensive team. You're home in your building playing a team that's on the same level as you who hasn't scored a defensive touch, hasn't scored an offensive touchdown on you all day. You have to get a stop there. If you give up a field goal and it's three points and you go to overtime, I understand that. You can't give up a touchdown there. And then they give it up on, on an absolute play where there's no reason to sell out on the play. There's no reason to have breakdowns or not have people in positions to make sure that doesn't happen if they do decide to play action and throw it. They throw it to a tight end. There's nobody there. You don't need to do that. Why unload that side there? It makes no sense. You don't have to have a stop there. They still need a touchdown to beat you. They got a long way to go, even if they get that first down. It was a terrible miscalculation by the coaches and a terrible breakdown by a, a defense that, again, played its heart out. But you know what? I expect more from that defense. I expect them there not to give up seven. And they gave up seven. And then they just get a field goal, which I never thought would even, you know, get be long enough. It actually was, but it was way wide. But I never thought it would have a chance to make it. I'm not even sure they really got it, but who cares? Now to Wilson. Wilson makes the game completely uncomfortable on every down. Salah said it best, and I don't like to quote him on offensive things because I don't think he's a good offensive coach, but he's right. Wilson makes the easy hard. He makes everything look hard. He has no idea how to play the position. Zero. He has no pocket awareness. He has no footwork. He has no touch on the football. He does not know how to throw anybody open. He does not know how to look away from his primary read. He does everything wrong. And then he makes some crazy throws across his body on broken plays that go for big yardage. A couple, let's be honest, the ball caught a court should have been an interception. The, court, the second one Wilson caught was a terrible throw that Wilson made a great play on, and it was past the fairs on the play anyway. He made a couple of really good throws. The last throw he made for the catch that set up the field goal attempt was a really good throw against his body. He can make plays on the run on broken plays, but that's the only time he's any good. The rest of the time he stings. 
And he doesn't have any clue how to play the position. None. I mean, he makes you uncomfortable. He's not in position to throw the ball when he drops back. He drops back like he's in la-la land. He looks up and there's five guys in his face. He doesn't know when to throw the ball away. He has guys wide open and he misses them by 20 yards. Or he tries to drill the ball through them. Well, you need a little touch. Quarterbacks have to have an ability to finesse the ball when it needs to be finessed, to drop the ball in when it needs to be dropped in, not throw the wrong pass at the wrong time every single time. I mean, he missed wide open receivers by 20 yards, tried to throw the ball through guys who were 10 yards away. I mean, what an awful quarterback display for a guy who had 300 yards passing. I mean, he's a mess. Let's be honest, it was a miracle they had to lead. A miracle they had to lead. And they did because the defense, the defense basically kept them out of the end zone all day until the end of the game when they broke down and sold out on a play they did not need to sell out on. It was a terrible mistake. As bad as Campbell's mistake, that's how bad the Jets' mistake was. Made no sense. The game was not on the line for the Jets on that play. It was on the line for the Lions on that play. But if they get a first down there, they still got half a field to go and they got to get a touchdown. They haven't had a touchdown all day. And they only had one timeout left in. So they're going to have to stop running the ball, which they've been doing all day. And using, you know, dink and dunk stuff. They were going to have to throw the ball down the field, which they hadn't done all day. They were not set up well to run the ball there. They were not set up well to do anything there to get the ball down the field for a touchdown on a regular drive. I don't think they would have scored. And I'll tell you right now, I don't think the Jets ever would have taken the lead if it wasn't for Campbell going for that field goal. So what does it turn into? It turns into an awful, gut-wrenching loss. An awful loss. And Jacksonville's not going to be easy. They're playing fast and loose. Their coach plays fast and loose. And their quarterback has arrived with a capital A. Is he going to have bad games? Of course he's going to have some bad games. But he also is going to do the things like he did today. And like he's done in recent weeks. And that is he's rallying that team and they believe in him in a big way. And when they stop, when when Etienne stops fumbling the ball, and when he gives, when he stops making the cheap turnover in a bad spot because he's trying to make a play on every play, when he stops making the cheap turnover, which is gonna, which is gonna come. And when Etienne learns how to carry the ball high and tight, which he will, they are gonna be a scary team. And they are a team that's on the move, that believes in its quarterback and believes in its coach and believes that they are ready to build something really good. The Jets, with a quarterback they picked very high in the draft, have no clue what they have and really cannot be happy. If White doesn't have a broken rib, there's no way you're not going back to White on Thursday night. Now, I don't think White can play Thursday, so I think Wilson's going to have to play. But I would play White in, in a heartbeat. Wilson makes you uneasy just watching him. 
You know how many interceptions he could have thrown today? How many bad plays he made in this game? He just got flat out lucky a couple of times. He threw a terrible pick in the third quarter, a terrible pick. He never got off the receiver, and then he threw a ball where he never saw the guy on the plate at all. I mean, that was a terrible pick. And then the pass he throws to Carter is unbelievable. That's a rough, rough loss. And I, I got to blame everybody. I got to blame everybody, including the defense, which I wanted to come in and commend them on another terrific job. And, and winning that game and not giving up a touchdown and winning that game, which I think they were on their way to doing, and they give up on a fourth and short. They give up a broken play that uh, just in terms of their coverage, which just made no sense. All right, they throw it for a first down. That's fine. If they throw it and they make a decent chunk play and they get the ball down to the 30 or the 25, fine. You still got a long way to get that ball in the end zone. Let's say they fooled you with that play. They can't fool you on that play for a touchdown. That kind of breakdown can't happen, and it did. So a very, very tough loss. And where does it leave them? Hey, if you're thinking about the future, there's no way you're going to go into this offseason with any confidence in this quarterback. None. He has so much work he needs to do. He's got so much fundamentally wrong with his game. It's scary. And while they have a defense now that they can win with, right now they don't have this thing settled unless they think White's their quarterback, which I don't think they believe that either yet. Their defense has arrived. If they have Wilson, and i tell you something, something, some people have to have a talk with the wide receiver, Wilson, too. Because you know what? He's a rookie. I don't care how talented he is, and he is talented. He cannot be showing up your quarterback like that. Shame on He didn't show him up once. He didn't show him up twice. He showed him up four or five times in the second half of the game. Waving his arms, screaming when he's open, throwing his arms up in the air when the ball's behind him, throwing his arms up in the air when the ball's over his head. Hey, if I'm the quarterback, I'm going to tell him, you're never going to see the ball for the rest of your life when I'm quarterback, and if you do that, I'm the quarterback. He needs to, Wilson needs to have a talk with Wilson, and the head coach needs to have a talk with Wilson because you cannot let a rookie wide receiver act like that. His actions, and he's a hell of a player, were out. I understand he doesn't like playing with Wilson. I understand he wants to play with White. I understand all that. But you know what? He can't act like that. That is detrimental to that. That is conduct detrimental to that team. This team has, that team has no, no use for quarterback Wilson right now. No use. No confidence, no use. No use, no how. But boy, what a tough loss. Just, just you know what, I thought, because I actually thought they had won the game. I did not think the Lions would come down the field and score on them. 
And to do it on the play that they did it on, ah, just heartbreaking on so many levels. All right, around the league. Obviously, we will join you later tonight after the Giants, who have a huge game tonight. The Giants, they now have to deal with the Lions. There's no question about it. The Lions are 7-7. Seven and seven. The Lions have won six of their last seven games. They are now 7-7, seven and seven, which is, you know what? Kudos to them. And... Three weeks left, and you know what? They play next week. They play a team that is eminently beatable in the and the Panthers who lost to the lost to Trubisky today and the Steelers. They then play in their division two weeks in a row against the Bears who can't beat anybody and lost to the Eagles again today. And then the last game of the season, they play the Packers, who will have their bags packed. So the Lions have a very good chance to be 10-7. and seven. 9-8 and eight looks like pretty strong for them. 10-7 and seven is a very distinct possibility for a team hungry to go to the playoffs. That gave the Jets, that gave the Giants a real, real tough blow today. The Seahawks have come back to earth for the Giants. That's been a positive. Because the Seahawks, obviously, with the Niners already winning the division, are the other team at 7-7. Seven and seven. Seahawks and the Jets play out in Seattle, so that's obviously a game that the Jets are going to have a big say on the Giants again. You know, that's, a, that's another thing. In week 17, you're going to deal with that. But forget all that right now. The Giants have their own work to do. Go out and win the game. Go out and beat Washington. And then they can worry about their own problems. But for the Jets, if they want to go to the playoffs now, they're going to have to win their last three games. And their last three games are Thursday, quick turnaround against the Jaguars, who are coming off a enormous, enormous... Really, they won't need a plane to get up here after beating the Cowboys in overtime. With a tremendous, tremendous performance all the way around by their team. A 40-34 win. A 33-point second half. 17 in the third quarter, 10 in the fourth quarter, 6 in overtime. Down 21-7 at the half. Come back, send that game to overtime, win it in overtime. Get an enormous performance out of Lawrence. 27-42 for 318 and four touchdowns. I mean, they are 6-8 and eight now. They're coming on, and they are going to be a tough out for anybody. Then the game at Seattle, which is going to be like a playoff game for Seattle. And then the last game against the Dolphins, and now the Dolphins are going to need that game. So there's no gifts for the Jets, and they're probably going to fall short, but that's fine. There's bigger issues. The Jets are going to go into next year as a serious playoff contender, but they have got to clean up 
their quarterback situation. They also today got a lot of bad, really some bad, bad play from their punter. He did. He could have helped them so many times tilt that field, and he did not do his job. Did not do his job. But what you're really afraid of here with White Hurt is Wilson looks like he, you know what he looks like? He looks like you handed him a car and he's never been behind the wheel. And he's just taking that car everywhere. He's everywhere trying to keep that car on the road. That's, that's how he looks at the quarterback position. He looks like he, does he have some physical ability? Yes. Can he make throws? Yes. Can he make throws across his body on broken plays on the run? Yes. Can he stand in the pocket and make a throw? No. Can he feel a rush? No. How's his footwork? Dreadful. Not dreadful, past dreadful. It's like he's on roller skates. What a mess. I mean, the kid today, like I said, if you look at those stats by themselves, they don't look that bad. You know, you say, wait a second, he put the team in front. He got them a field goal attempt late. Well, that, you know, really wasn't that much of a field goal attempt. But the bottom line is, you know, he did make the completion. You know, look at his numbers, 18 to 35, you know, okay, which is not great in this league. But 18 for 35 for 317 and two touchdowns. But then it comes the ugly stuff. The bad sacks, the bad decision-making, the ugly throws, the throws with no touch. I mean, just you can add it all up. He just was terrible at the position. Terrible. All right, we'll go around the league right after this. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome back to the Mike Francesa Podcast on this Sunday after a Jet 20-17 to loss to the Lions. That was a real, real blow to the solar plexus for the Jets today, collectively. A very, very tough loss as they get ready for a Thursday night game against the uh, surging Jaguars of Jacksonville who beat the Cowboys today in overtime. You know, early um, games today, remember you had the three games yesterday. I could do 20 minutes on the Colts and the Vikings and how many things the Colts did wrong. But let me say one thing, where I think the Colts got an incredibly bad and almost unjust call. When Matt Ryan went for the fourth down sneak, that would have ended the game. Okay. They never came in and marked that ball. When he landed, he was on the other side of the line of the game. Nobody came in waving their arms or spotting that ball with or spotting using their feet to spot what they thought was where the ball was while that play was still in, in play. I never heard a whistle. He was clearly not stopped because he was being pushed from behind, and then finally he was pushed over the line and down, and he landed over the line. 
and they never marked it. They never waved a hand. And then they decided that he didn't make it in, not when the play was over, but in the middle of the play. How did they ever stop the play? Where did they stop it? How would we ever know where they stopped it? That was a terrible. They also got an impossibly bad call on the pass interference call in the end zone, which was a joke. And the officials missed one on the Vikings. The Vikings, they picked up a punt. They should have had, they picked up a fumble and should have run it back for a touchdown. So, you know, but those are bad. Those aren't bad calls. Those are bad breaks. You know, those happen on recoveries. This is, you know, those are going to happen. But the bottom line is, I just don't understand how they ever marked the ball. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how they decided when he still was being, the play was still going on. You saw that today. I mean, I just, I just, that, that just shocked the heck out of me. And I don't care if the Colts won or lost. I, I didn't have a wager on the game. I didn't care one way or the other. It made no difference to me, but I just thought that it was a little unjust. Um, Bills winning. Beating the Dolphins again, but the Dolphins, I thought, you know, put up a lot of fight. Browns winning. Ravens, yeah, listen, but the Ravens are playing with a backup quarterback. I mean, it makes a big difference. They can't get the ball to their tight end. They're banged up in a lot of spots. That's hurt them. There's no question. And then today, you have the Cowboys lose in overtime to the Jaguars. You have the Chiefs, who you knew would play down to the Texans today, because they always do, but they always win the game, too, which they did today in overtime, 30-24. to The Steelers beat the Panthers with Trubisky. The Saints beat the Falcons. The Eagles won 25-20 over the Bears, so they keep winning. So nothing earth-shattering except the Cowboy loss to the Jaguars, who the Jets will see on Thursday. And, of course, the Chiefs keep winning. They just need Buffalo to lose one game. The Chiefs' schedule is so easy the rest of the way. But they showed you today they're capable of losing one of those games. But they probably won't, but they could. Nothing surprised you in this league. Giants tonight have a huge game. We'll be back with that after the game tonight. We'll give you a wrap-up more. It's a very big game for the Giants. And like I said, their playoff hopes took a hit today because now the Lions are a, you know, it's not just Seattle is a factor. The Lions are a major factor. And if you're the Giants, the Eagles probably aren't going to need that game the last week of the season, which is going to help them. It helped them a lot. But they didn't get help from the Jets today against the Lions. They have to get help from the Jets against Seattle, which, you know, that's not an easy place to play. And they need to do their own work right here against Washington. Because otherwise Washington will have tiebreakers against them, including two wins. Remember, for all of your wagering needs, it's uh, Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey, play Sugar House in Connecticut. And you can find us on the, uh, the Bet Rivers network. That's home, so you can find us there. 
or wherever you go for your uh, podcasting needs. Uh, and like we said, we will be back as we head into this holiday week. And there's wall-to-wall football, plenty of bowl games. Not that any of them were that exciting yesterday. And one of the things about the bowl games, especially the lesser ones now, is, I mean, why do these teams bother going to a bowl? If you're going to leave 24 players behind, as Florida did, 24 players are not going to play. Why go to the game? I mean, why even bother? You're playing a quarterback who's never played before. You're playing guys who are walk-ons at certain positions. Why bother going to the game and getting beat 30-3? to I don't get it. Don't go. Let somebody goes, you know, four and eight who's going to at least try. You know, Rice went there with a losing record. At least they tried. Florida goes there without 24 players off there too deep. I mean, come on now. That's just ridiculous. Really, that is, that is clueless. We'll see you later on. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.